0: Gentlemen, I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now, here are our topics. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the stimulus negotiations. A fellow podcaster will join me to tell me about his podcast and his vision around his podcast. And finally, we will talk about bonus content coming from Independent Thought. But first, let's dive into this new format that we have going on here this season, where I will be having the news of the week, In the first segment of the podcast, followed by our guest segment, which will be the second segment of the podcast. And in the third and final segment, you'll hear my reaction to the guest, as well as just kind of things to keep your eyes out for, for the future of the podcast. But first, the stimulus. Actually, no, not first stimulus. First, I want to talk about something that happened alongside of the stimulus that got less coverage than the stimulus that we've all been paying attention to and seen so many memes about. I mean, the memes, they're everywhere. So first, let me dive into something called the NDAA, which was a bill that President Trump had vetoed also this week alongside of the stimulus package that he originally said that he would not sign. So the NDAA was something that hit Trump's desk, the National Defense Authorization Act, I believe it's called. Uh, It was just funding for the military in a broad sense, but there's a lot more just kind of like minute details to it. I encourage you all to do your own research on this. But when asked why he vetoed the NDAA, President Trump pointed out two specific things. One of them was Section 230. For those of you who have listen to the man talk quite a bit. You'll know that he references Section 230 a lot. In a really brief context, Section 230 gives uh, social media sites and online publications, basically, um, protection from third parties, so other people who come on those sites, and post things. So saying basically in a broad sense that if you or me goes on Facebook and post something, and it's something that's illegal, Facebook itself wouldn't get in trouble uh, for the fact that we posted on their site, something that, that we shouldn't have. Now, putting that aside to a second, I know that there's a lot of debate around that. I don't want to really get dig into that minutia right now. His second reason for vetoing the NDAA apparently was that he did not like the fact that it was trying to, in this particular um, case, remove Confederate general names from military bases around the country. And I do not understand what we need to do to transition away from this topic permanently. I really don't. Why is this even something that people still care about? I really, I really don't get it. I feel like this topic by itself deserves its own episode, and and you know what? I'll I'll probably come back to it again because something that I feel like it just needs to keep being said until it finally sticks. But there is no logical reason in the world, and I encourage anyone to come on and talk with me about this, debate me even if you feel the need. But I do not see any logical reason whatsoever in the world why we are still trying to defend the Confederacy, all of these years later, I don't care if it was your great-great-grandfather and you think he was a nice person. Let's be fair, you never met the person, you never met the man, let it go. We should not be championing people who we have long defeated and that we said were evil, which is why that we were going to war with them in the first place because we did not believe in their vision for the country. We do not need to have Monuments for fallen, you know, uh, for fallen, you know, like uh, people that we've defeated in wars. We do not need their names on buildings to remember our history, as some people like to say. I don't need to see a statue of British kings to realize that America used to be a British colony. This is a dumb thing. I am so tired of this conversation. We will touch on this again in the future. Let's move on to the stimulus. So the stimulus is something that we have been waiting for for basically the entire the entirety of 2020. We got our first stimulus package uh, rolled out back in April. Everyone got their1200 dollar check, and we were told that more should be on the way momentarily. and then the House of Representatives passed a three trillion dollar bill in May, which effectively went nowhere because the Senate refused to even vote on it. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. I'm so glad the people of Kentucky reelected you because, well, for reasons that none of us truly understand. So moving on from that, that went absolutely nowhere. And then President Trump sent a $1.8 trillion bill to Congress right before the election, which included $1,200 checks, which also $1,200 checks were included in the House's bill from May, just so we're on the same page. However, when Trump sent this bill in October, right before the election, not only did Mitch McConnell, again, decide that he wasn't interested, this time Nancy Pelosi said that she wasn't interested, which I, I honestly do not understand. I really don't. you know, maybe because you can make the argument. well, she didn't want to because she knew that the Republicans wouldn't take it up anyway. She knew that in May, but she tried to pass something then anyway, it was a symbolic thing. there's There's no reason to even on a symbolic level, not try to get something done. It just it just it looks bad. I don't like how it looks. Everyone in Congress should be trying to get people stimulus right now, whether it's these direct checks, the extension of unemployment benefits, keeping this eviction moratorium intact, getting money to small businesses for PPE. It's just, I do not understand how we are currently living in a time where we are going through this pandemic, something that only happens once every hundred years, you know, more or less. And there are not only criminals in my eyes, in the Congress, who refuse to dish out aid when we needed the most? But there are people who are defending these actions, who are saying that, like, oh yeah, we just we 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 can't. What about the deficit? What about the debt? What the deficit? Who are these people who are thinking that that's what we need to focus on right now? When we are literally in the midst of a crisis there are people all over this country who are going to be homeless and there are millionaires in congress who are thinking to themselves well this is the time where we need to pinch pennies it's disgusting it truly is and now we did not get the three trillion dollar bill we didn't get the 1.8 trillion bill now we have a 900 billion dollar deal that as of today was just passed by President Trump, even though a few days ago he tried saying that he wouldn't sign the bill until there was $2,000 checks that were sent out to the American people. But obviously, he didn't really care about that. He just wanted to be heard saying it for, I'm sure, his eventual 2024 run. I know some people don't believe he'll do it. I think he will. So that's where we are now. Our $600 stimulus checks are on the way. And I'm sure that some people are really happy about that. In fact, I've had certain people reach out to me in my DMs and tell me that this was a big deal for them. And I am glad that this $600 check is going to be a big deal for some people. I'm sure it's a big deal for a lot of people, but we deserve more. We do. We deserve more. And let's not forget that that's not their money that they're giving to us. It is our money that we entrusted them to use efficiently and effectively. And I ask you, do you feel like they're using it effectively? I don't. I don't see any reason whatsoever how they can tell us that now is not the time to give us our money. Like, let that sink in for a second. They're telling us that now is not the time for them to give us our money. And they want us to be okay with that. Okay, that makes plenty of sense. Look, the people of this country really did their duty. You know, they stayed home, try to flatten the curve of this pandemic, you know, small businesses shut down. And then when they reopened, they tried to modify their way of, you know, of conducting business to be more safe. You know, they, a lot of people dumped thousands into these businesses to make sure that they could operate effectively. A lot of the times without, any kind of assistance from the federal government. People have lost their homes. People have lost their jobs to no fault of their own. This just happened. And the government has all the power in the world to help us mitigate this crisis, to help us stay afloat during this crisis. And their response to us is, yeah, we're gonna pass on that one. I'm not sure what side of the aisle that you're on when you're currently listening to this episode. But I I want everyone to know that two years it is until the next election, and two years from now, it's going to be hard to remember this moment, I'm sure, because so many more things are going to happen that are going to be insane and going to piss you off between now and the fall of 2022 when we have the next midterm elections. But I want everyone to remember what it feels like right now when you are, most of us are doing everything we can just to survive. And these millionaires in Congress are withholding our money from us. I want you to remember how this feels because we need to approach things differently. I understand that we can't always, you know, like just vote people out, but we need to start trying to vote some more people out. When the primaries come back around in 2022 i hope that all of you remember how this feels and remember if your representatives actually tried to help during this time because if they didn't please help us get rid of these people who do not deserve to represent us they do not deserve to represent us and when i come back from the break i will have my guest for this week the flex coach podcast Stay tuned.
1: Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West, and you can shop us online at BettysDivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry! They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code independentthought at checkout to save 15% on your order.
0: Welcome back from the break everyone. I am joined here today by Arsh Karbana. Uh, he is the host of the Flex Coach Podcast. Sir, thank you for coming on the show here today.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on, and um, can't wait to see where this goes.
0: Yeah, man. So first of all, I wanted just to let everybody know that you know I first found your podcast because I was um, just going through Instagram, and I ended up just catching your podcasts, well, I'm catching your IG page and then just like being really interested in the topic. I've always been really interested in not just topics revolving like entrepreneurship, but topics, you know, involving just kind of like a self-improvement mindset, I guess you would say. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just really quickly here before we get into the rest of the conversation, I just wanted to give you a chance to kind of just like talk about your podcast, you know, like, what exactly are the, the topics you cover and why are those topics
2: like important to you? Sure. Well, first, I appreciate um, the kind words. And if I had to kind of summarize for those that, have, um, that may not have an idea, what I really do is explore some of the elements of existence as a human being, and primarily the category that keeps coming up because of my natural inclination and interest is entrepreneurship and self-improvement. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 13, I'm 23 now. And, you know, I I recognize that I have a long way to go. So I figured might as well um, document my journey, share my perspective, and just see if it could be of any value to other people because, um, you know, without getting too deep into it, there's so much content out there that instead of um, trying to become the primary source of, or, or trying to become the middleman, taking information from primary sources, what I do is just provide my perspective and my view of the world. And, and, you know, it seems to be resonating well. So that's kind of a a summarized version of it.
0: No, I definitely think it is resonating. I know for, for me, like I feel like time is our most like valuable commodity, at least it is in my life. And so, you know, one of the things I try to focus on with my podcast, for instance, I'm trying to find a way to provide value, you know, with, my episodes, because I feel like if you're investing your time with me, like you're taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say, I don't want you to feel like you wasted your time listening to one of my episodes. And when I listen to your podcast, I feel like I'm getting some value out of it. So I I definitely feel like, you know, if that is your intention, you're, you're definitely hitting home there, especially for someone like me. But you know, like, what made you decide to start this podcast? Like, I know that like, everyone's kind of like, I started my podcast for X reason is different. So for you, right. like what was what made you think, like, you know what? I'm gonna start a podcast.
2: Um, there, I, I think it was a culmination or a combination of several different things, but um, you know, I've always had thoughts and ideas and I've had many conversations with many friends about my perspective and kind of just helping them through their situations, guiding them in in whatever way I can. And um, I figured that you know, there's a way to magnify that and, and translate that to um, basically making it accessible to the world in a way. Um, just the same thought process that comes naturally to me. And I spoke about this in the episode that you were referring to, uh, one of the episodes that you listened to, where having that level of self awareness and identifying that, you know, this is my natural, this is my default of having the ability to speak on things and to help people navigate through situations that maybe are clouded by their judgment or, or preconceived notions of certain things. And, you know, just that whole entire thing combined with me being an introvert. So not really feeling comfortable being in front of the camera, having my voice on the internet, um, just being shy and reserved and, and self-conscious to an extent, I figured just combine the two and start putting stuff out. And um, yeah, that's that's basically how we got here. So yeah, you know,
0: I know for... You know, it's funny. I feel like I go back and forth between feeling extroverted and feeling introverted. I I was definitely, and still am, I don't know why I'm using the past tense here. I mean, I have a lot of hesitancies when it comes to putting my voice onto a podcast. You know, this is actually, you know, I'm well into over 40 episodes of doing this at this point, which is, you know, a lot less than what you've done, I'm seeing here. But like, you know, for me, even like 40 episodes in, I'm still feeling like I'm still like finding my voice I still feel awkward sometimes like was that like a struggle for you for a while too or do you still like go through that like the the awkward feelings when you're on a podcast
2: 100% I think it never truly escapes Um, you just become more and more comfortable with you um, you just become comfortable with how you sound and how you come across and you know there's somewhat of an active component to uh, making an effort to get better in the way you communicate and present yourself. But when you just start forgiving your uh, perceived sort of flaws that contribute to the nervousness, it's just having an understanding that a lot of people really don't care. Uh, and if they view certain flaws in your way of delivery, speech, um, and, and certain external things that every human has in some way, shape, or form, then they're, not, they're missing the point entirely. Uh, they're missing the 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 point that you're trying to make uh, with with your content entirely. Because they, if they're so easily swayed by that, so when I just view things like that, I kind of get over certain uh, certain flaws in that regard.
0: Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. I, I mean, like, I, I know for me, you know, one of the things that you know I'm trying to focus on and going forward a little bit is not caring like kind of like as much about. You know like is this perfect is that perfect you know just kind of like letting some of those subtle flaws just exist and not really going to focus on making things perfect because i feel like that uh that perfectionism mentality you know it has its advantages but it also can have huge disadvantages if you don't like kind of keep those things in check um you know when it comes to you know like other things though as far as like um when it comes to other things that you have going on, I remember you talking to me earlier and we were talking about the fact that you also have another business that you are like
2: founding. Is that correct? Yeah. I have a, I have a startup. Um, but just quickly to point out, uh, the previous statement, um, you know, the, the idea of making something perfect is, uh, is not a good path to go down and, it's, it's the flaws and, and the way you do things in an original manner that people actually gravitate towards. Um, we see a lot of curated sort of, um, you know, uh, personas or, or, or things of that nature. And I think we're at a time where people are getting better and demanding more for themselves. They're, they're looking past the personas that, you know, the corny stuff like is decreasing in retention rate, All the corny stuff that people know is surface level that is fake it's not really real that comes across perfect because of how it's delivered curated these little segments that we see on tv shows where you know they have a specific amount of time to speak on something and they'll do 60 different takes just to make it perfect to get the most amount of views those things are fading rapidly and people are gravitating towards real human beings so the idea of perfection in that regard is flawed and uh to answer the current question My startup is something that I saw opportunity in, in the space that it exists in. For those that may not know, a quick summary of it is, um, it's an NFC product that allows you to transfer your social contact, custom website information uh, through one tap and through the interface that we've built. And we just basically saw an opportunity in the space. Um, Obviously with COVID-19, we had uh, somewhat of a, somewhat of freed up time in that regard to really observe the market and the nature of how human beings are going to adapt to, uh, this, this external stimuli in a way, which is obviously a catastrophe to a lot of people. But, um, we recognize the importance of having devices that not only maximize, um, time because time is the only luxury. And if we can maximize the amount of time you have with a person in person, instead of being on your phone, um, trying to exchange information or trying to figure out, you know, how can I give this person my Instagram uh, profile? Or how can I give this person my song? We just made it easy. It's almost an icebreaker for a lot of people that are afraid to go up to girls, you know, and and ask for their number. They can just go up and say, Hey, watch this. And now they have your info. Now, granted, that's somewhat of a forced way to do things. And they completely have the option to decline that request, but it's just somewhat of an icebreaker and, and, and an opportunity.
0: Okay. Okay. I can definitely see the value in that. And, you know, when it, when it comes to something like that, I mean, do you find that it's kind of like hard to kind of like start a business like during a time, like, like now with, you know, with just with COVID and just all the other craziness going on in the world? I know that people are kind of going through a lot of financial hardships. Like, is is this like, has it been hard for you to start a business
2: like during this time of the world? Well, I think, um, For me, personally, it hasn't been difficult. Um, And I say that I uh, having an understanding of the privilege that comes with the ability to say that. um, But also, it's my own efforts that have added to my ability to do that. Because I started doing stuff when I was 13. uh, Regardless of the circumstances, you know, things weren't set up for me, nothing was done for me, I didn't have a blank check to go and and make things happen. So I I did it naturally because I enjoyed it. And to me, that framework has allowed me, regardless of the situation, to just do that whenever I desire, whenever I see opportunity. But I say privilege in this day and age or in this current context because a lot of people, a lot of people's lives were affected in a way that didn't allow them to have time, which again, I I kind of reiterate that time is the only luxury. And if people don't have the time to sit and think and, and work on something or explore their curiosities, you know, it's, it's, um, it's difficult to make things happen when, when, when that's your situation. So I just had the luxury to be able to sit down and, and figure out, you know, what it is that I want to do next and how do I want to make progress? So it's kind of like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I, I can really appreciate that. I mean, I know that, you know, like not everyone's, you know, situation is the same. I know for me, I have been, you know, working from home you know, prior to COVID. So, I mean, for me, not a whole lot of my day-to-day life really changed, you know, like a whole lot, you know, like when COVID started, because I was already kind of a person who was home a lot. Um, But yeah, you know, like, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to bring that up was because, you know, I think one of the things that sometimes I struggle with is learning how to, you know, balance time, you know, uh, especially like when you're, in this like work from home environment. And when you told me that, you know, like you had a podcast and you have another business that you were starting and that you're currently going to school for your master's degree, like it just, that, that seems like, you know, a lot of different things to be juggling right now. How do you balance time with all of those things going on?
2: It's actually kind of easy when a lot of things you do come natural, um, which again, you know, has been the recurring theme of this conversation having self-awareness and knowing what you're naturally good at makes balancing your time really easy when you're forcing stuff and when you're creating personas you really have to actively put an effort which is why a lot of people burn out or can't manage certain things um at, at the highest level possible or at, at, the, at their sort of capability but um for me yeah it's just having the awareness that you know uh kind of also compartmentalizing certain things. Um, I put about eight to 10% of my day on the podcast and it's really easy for me. The episode that you you listened to and you were referring to, I recorded that in six minutes and it was up in like 15. Right. So it's kind, of, it's kind of just operating um, on that level and then having an idea of, you know, what it is that I want to prioritize. Um, obviously some things require more work, but that's just the equation. You just find a balance.
0: Now, this is a... I got to say, this is like a level of uh, like wisdom that I feel like a lot of people don't come across, you know, like into like later in life. Some people never come across it at all. I know definitely there are certain people in my life who do not ever like have the level of self-awareness that like you're kind of like presenting right now. And I'm not trying to like, you know, make you like seem like you you have all the knowledge in the world, but I feel like I, I think it's really, you know, like cool that you have this level of kind of like self-reflection now is that something that you felt like you always kind of had or did you like develop it over time you know because like just i'm mm -hmm. I'm sorry yeah just um you know just like you just see just saying like what you have about like you know like perfectionism and just about like you know like having that like idea of like needing to be more authentic and not juggling personas like that's stuff Mm -hmm. that a lot of people
2: struggle with i think um, a lot of this has been circumstantial um again you know being introverted, reserved, shy, it allows you to have a lot of time with yourself. And using that time, instead of escaping, I naturally gravitated towards the exploration of my own brain and kind of viewing things in, a, um, in an objective manner, like I said, the whole the entire human experience, which is why my podcast is a combination of certain things, because I just pull from the elements of the human experience that I'm most interested in at the moment. So for me, that's kind of how I've done it is just sit in and, and reflect on things. And obviously, there's a balance to that as well, because you have to get stuff done that's boring, you have to put in put in the work that maybe you don't want to put in. But for me, I just kind of spend time in really observing how things are happening and what's happening on a regular basis. Uh, and not just follow, not just be dictated by life and actually observe um you know the consequences of my actions or, or how each thing that i do affects um my decision making my thought process and just having that sort of awareness but I, I would say i would say to an extent it does come natural um and that's um that's i, I, I don't know how to put a cap on that i'd i'd say um yeah i, I just comes natural to an extent
0: yeah well it, it's definitely a gift I'll, I'll definitely say that i know you know, for me personally, I think, um, I have spent years, you know, of my life trying to kind of like find the, the things that were not just necessary, but that were helpful and trying to remove what were, I guess, toxic learned behaviors. And I Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, like I still struggle with you know, behaviors that, you know, just aren't always the most beneficial to me. I know for me, like we were talking about earlier about the whole perfectionism thing. That's Mm -hmm. something that I struggle with because I like put these like weird parameters in my head where I'm like, you know, like these things have to be like this and these things have to be like that. Even though I know like in the back of my head that, you know, things don't really have to be that way for whatever reason, I always feel like this unnecessary desire to like, have certain things that I'm doing, you know, be a certain way. I, I feel that way in the podcast sometimes. Like, oh, the podcast has to sound like this or it has to be about this. And
2: I, I, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to demand like more from yourself. But there's, again, like a balance to that equation because you can go overboard in the curation and not maybe put in the amount of effort in the content or something like that. And that's where a lot of people slip, in my opinion hey, you
0: know what? It's something that I'm trying to to take some notes of because I know for me, I've made this podcast strictly about politics up until this point. But Mm -hmm. I knew like personally, as a person who's very interested in politics and loves to talk about it, that's not the only thing I want to talk about. There are a lot of other things, you know, just involve like just like life experiences and just more fun topics in general that I would love to cover. And I feel like just me trying to like break the mold of this just being a political podcast. Um, That's something that I'm just trying to do, especially starting now with this, you know, like this new, like chapter of the podcast, kind of like the post 2020 election. So Mm -hmm. I I really appreciate you coming on here and kind of just like giving some of your wisdom. You know, I think um, when we first started talking about this episode, I think one of the things we had, uh, I, I had mentioned to you a quote that I was really, um, That I hold dear, I guess you would say, which I say that um, happiness is a function of expectation. Mm -hmm. And so I am going to kind of end the podcast here, kind of like on that note, just saying that, you know, if you are, you know, struggling with anything in your life, like maybe you just need to just change some of the expectations you have of yourself and
2: where you're quote unquote supposed to be. I definitely agree, man. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, uh, could you just like tell everyone one more time, like, you know, just where your podcast can be found, you know, um, yeah, just tell us, let plug your podcast one more time before the,
2: before we uh, end this episode here. Sure. Well, I, I want to say, I appreciate you having me on here. Um, I can't wait to see how this grows and evolves and, you know, briefly knowing you or brief or through our brief interactions, I can tell that you actually care about, what you're doing, and you're willing to put in the effort to provide people with the highest quality and highest level of value that you can. So I commend you for that. Um, for those that are interested in my content, I do a podcast called The Flex Coach, No Spaces, available on all platforms. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, also The Flex Coach. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. Thank you
0: yeah man hey this guy's being this guy's been you know modest today man his podcast is fantastic definitely go check it out subscribe give it five stars on itunes apple podcasts and yeah thanks for coming back on man hope to have you on again in the future and for everybody else we're gonna take another quick break but when we come back i'll have my final thoughts for the day if you don't already please follow me on Instagram. I post things to my story daily. So that's the best place to get updates about the podcast. Thank you so much. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us for the final break of the episode. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Um, Also, if you are able to support the podcast, uh, I would please ask you to do so by going into the episode notes and clicking on the support link or the Patreon link. Now, to kind of wrap up this episode, I I want to talk about a couple things really quickly here. Uh, First, I want to say that it doesn't really sound like, I guess, as much as I'm listening to the episode back now, but... I was incredibly nervous uh, recording this episode. It was the first time I had a guest on in a few months. And it kind of blows me away that after um, recording, 40 plus episodes now that I still kind of get the the jitter sometimes when I have a guest on, and it's probably because I try to do these episodes in one take. And why am I telling you all this right now? It's because I actually had a conversation with my guest Arsh about that, uh, which kind of like spilled over into some extra content, and I thought that it might be interesting for all of you to hear that. So for those of you who stuck around to the end of this episode, I'm letting you know. There will be some bonus content, uh, a continuation of my conversation with Arsh that I will be, relieving, that I will be releasing uh, later this week. I will not be promoting it on social media. So if you are subscribed, you will see the notification for it. I encourage you all to continue to check that bonus episode out. But to kind of reflect on the episode that you just heard, I am, you know, definitely You know, glad that he was able to come on the podcast. I'm a big fan of his podcast. And in my efforts to kind of transition this podcast away from just being about politics, I wanted to try to bring on people to talk about, you know, just different aspects of life that may be valuable, that I find valuable. And for his podcast, The Flex Coach, I find a lot of value personally in people who try to shared their knowledge about being an entrepreneur or just how to kind of help people get out of their own way in order for them to be more of the version of themselves they want to be. I know that for a lot of people, myself included, that is a very difficult task. for For me, it happens quite a bit. I know just going back a year ago today, I did not know if I was going to be starting this podcast or not It had not come out. I was kind of second guessing myself, not knowing if I really wanted to commit to it. Like who wanted to hear me speak? Like, do they actually even care? Would they subscribe? Would I be wasting my time? But thankfully, I got I kind of got out of my own way and stopped being in my head of so much about it. And I just put it out there. And I feel like voices like his are always promoting that type of a mindset. So if you haven't yet at this point, uh, definitely go over to his podcast, check it out, subscribe to it. I highly recommend it. And to finish off this conversation for today, kind of uh, talking about what we're going to be experiencing going forward here, there's going to be a kind of a, a political lull. You know, like we all you know, who pay attention to politics know that whenever you kind of transition from one president to the next, there's going to be a little bit of a dull period. And so these episodes might not be as existential as the episodes were before uh, the, the election itself. But I want to ask everyone to try to stay engaged in the political realm, because I feel like it's when we all kind of disengage that the more nefarious things seem to pop up. Um, and I'm sure it could also pretty, feel pretty easy to kind of disengage now that Trump won't be the president anymore. But you know, this next moment that we're going to be entering in kind of reminds me of a quotation that I've just recently saw from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he said, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies but the silence of our friends. And so I, you know, challenge everyone to not be silent the next couple of years as we enter this Joe Biden administration because there might be some things that happen under a democratic presidency that you want to take issue with, but some people might tell you not to not to speak up because, you know, at least he's not a republican, which I think is a terrible argument all I'm trying to say is stay involved in the political process. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a daily thing, but just keep, keep your eyes open. Stay in the conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. I hope to see you all on the next episode. Thanks for listening.